0: Barbecues our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the can burns is a barbecue. Where tales from the pits.
1: Howdy! Welcome to yet another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew, and we are going to do a little bit of a trip recap, and then we're going to talk about a subject that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, but it's it's number one. How can you not go to the poorhouse? and still support barbecue joints
0: yeah i mean it's uh it's a hot topic you know both from a consumer and a restaurant owner side you know it's it's tough everything is more expensive in the world right now um whether that's going to the grocery store going to restaurants barbecue in particular because it's such a meat heavy product um and beef prices are through the roof so i mean
1: and all those factors gasoline prices high oh impacts God, yeah. that you know uh, there's so many factors because it all shortages ends up of
0: all sorts of different shortages that are still going on I,
1: I read there's supposed to be a mustard shortage uh, it's, um, up. Yeah, it's it's crazy. crazy yep um and so you know and and what we've seen is you know plates of barbecue of course because the prices have gone up the plate your plate of barbecue has gone up i mean it it's not unusual for two people and i'm not talking about two fat asses like us i'm talking about like a a couple or a husband and wife or two friends to spend easily fifty dollars for a tray of barbecue um the other day it was seventy one dollars on a tray of barbecue Um, i think you had three people and 140 dollars on a tray of barbecue
0: yeah i mean it's it's an expensive expensive meal there are plenty of things you can do to continue to support barbecue while also being conscious of not blowing your total disposable income budget on on a lunch and so we'll get into some of that um, but we want to kind of kick this this episode off first and foremost with a uh, a recap of our trip that we just took um, to an area that we're liking more and more every time we come down here
1: yeah so let's i mean number one it's the rio grande valley and rio grande valley is brownsville all the way up to McAllen. um
0: yeah, I mean, boundaries. yeah, yeah. I, I won't, I won't pretend we know exactly what people that live here would consider the boundaries of the south Rio of Grand San Valley. Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, there's 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 a cluster of bigger and smaller cities down here between Brownsville, Harlingen, San Benito, San Juan, Alamo, Edinburgh, Far Mission, McAllen.
1: Don't forget Elsa.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to forget any town. But there's there's a there's a cl- cluster of towns that have. Such a such a nice array of food, such great Mexican food and tacos, and we'll get into a little bit of that, and a very very fun growing barbecue scene.
1: And and I want to say, years ago, we talked about how the Houston barbecue scene was blowing up. Uh, two years ago, we talked two two and a half years ago, maybe three. We talked about Fort Worth blowing up, and what we're going to talk about today is is the Rio Grande Valley blowing up. I mean, it is it is on fire. Uh, there's some great quality barbecue. So was a cars. car earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw a car, car, a barbecue, um, and so <laughs> it was. It, w- what's happening right now is uh, we're at this this genesis moment, and there's people that have been here, um, you know, like Joel Garcia and Teddy's that that have have established themselves, but we're on this wave now where it's blossoming, and and what's it's awesome to be here and to watch it, um, and to eat it, uh, because over the next year to two years it's it's the organicness of this is going to grow and this is going to be a great destination city for barbecue.
0: Absolutely. And and honestly, 5 years ago it wasn't. Um there was a couple of places, but for for the most part if you're a barbecue hound that's wanting to make a a trip out of it, I mean, let's face it, Rio Grande Valley is not close to Austin. It's not close to Dallas. It's not close to Houston. It's not terribly far from san antonio but it's still a, a nice drive so most barbecue hounds wouldn't want to make the trip down here to go to one good place one okay place and and that's it you know you want to have a cluster of places that yeah that you can go With to variety. that are right
1: yes well, so we're gonna hit on variety in a little bit yeah oh and, my gosh the variety and
0: so and so that's that's what's building here um we we went here last year had some really good barbecue and you know we kept seeing more and more good barbecue coming up and sort of like you know we we really want to we really want to highlight we this came area here in
1: 2019. We came here in 2017. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And so it's, it's become, it's become a place that we're really interested in because of the barbecue that's growing here. And so let's, uh let's kind of get into the trip. Uh, we had a, a very ambitious uh, number of stops that we wanted to do.
1: And, and Andrew did some great research like he normally does, um, because what we wanted to do was, this was a tacos and barbecue trip. And as always, we make a couple of weird sideshow moves for me, um, and we had a couple of hamburgers that were really good as part of this. But um, you know that hamburgers are kind of barbecue adjacent, if you will. Um,
0: but, All the barbecue joints are making them now, right? So. Yeah,
1: and and so you know, but but tacos, we we didn't, we tried to do tacos the last time we were here, and we really struck out. I mean, the, I don't think any of the tacos we had last time were taqueria.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, we, we had a non-taqueria. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was the yeah, one really, go, really yes, good one yes. that, that that really knocked our socks off that first I didn't, trip. Yeah, I
1: didn't even think about it because of all the other yeah, ones. Yeah, we didn't get
0: a chance to go back to it this time right. just because we wanted to try a bunch of places we didn't get to on the first trip. Um, so, And we had some really great people help us out along the way. Uh, Jorge Madrano uh, with the J&J Gratification. He gave me a list of all these different places what to order there it was it was a great moment for me because it's like what i always do for barbecue yes, yeah. like people ask me a question i'm all of a sudden i'm saying them like 50 different things so thank you thank you Jorge for that that was that was great it was a very useful guide for us um and gave us some great tips along the way so um we'll start out yeah we, and
1: and and i mean you, you we have to obviously you know jose Relat, mr taco trail himself absolutely um you know we're, we're having to use um a lot of his information as well um, which was usually helpful and we'll talk about some of those places which are pretty phenomenal
0: yep yeah so we, uh, we started off the trip and we we left uh left houston left my house at five thirty in the morning um and headed straight down here and it was about a five-hour drive to our first stop so uh first stop was tacos right off the bat uh taco lamb birria place with uh consomme um, which of course tacos have become popular in barbecue as well um you're seeing them all over the place i mean they're Quote unquote Even very Instagram sausage. yeah yeah they're very Instagrammable and all that fun stuff but of course you know we're not going to this little hole in the wall place we went to just for Instagram we'd most heard, of these are not Instagram friendly. right <laughs> yeah yeah we, you know, we'd heard good things about it so yeah we went in there got a quick little taco snack and then we made it to our first barbecue stop and this is a this is the this is a place that should be on your radar because they're they're doing some really creative things and uh, you'll see some some familiar barbecue things going on down here and that's uh, GW's barbecue.
1: Yeah, you know, we we, um, we were one week out that we couldn't do this, because so I, I have to say it. I mean, they the week before we came, they did whole hog and they did pork steaks.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've got a chud box, um, and I, I believe they're cooking their chickens on that as well. Um, but their current plan, and again, all of this is subject to change based on their menu and their availability, um, but their current goal is to be doing whole hog the first Saturday of every month. Um, so if, if that's something you want to put on your calendar, which I you certainly do. would, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, that's an option for you. And and they have told us that they are trying to, to make pork steaks more of a regular item. They don't have a set date or time for them yet. But but be on the lookout. GW's Barbecue. Make sure you're following them. I had a good
1: three-meat plate there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're doing house-made sausage. It's crazy because, I mean, it's a very central Texas menu and a very non-central Texas place. Um, they've got dirty rice on the menu, collard greens on the menu, and then your, your Central Texas staple, your your pork ribs, your, your very classic fatty brisket. It's like, you know, the, the aggressive trim and season and all that that we're all used to. And then, of course, uh, different house-made sausages, including a sausage of the month that rotates.
1: Yes. So, so next up was back to more fun.
0: The, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ne- next up, we went to Smoke crafters barbecue um and again this was a totally different experience from gw's in terms of uh, in terms of their location itself and in terms of their menu let's talk let's start with the location so
1: if a barbecue joint was a food park that's what this would be so it it's got all of the elements of a food park but it's it's singular focus is a barbecue joint they have a bar um but we have to talk about so they have covered seating so it's a trailer um, so at first you go, okay, it's a trailer. They have restrooms separate. They have a bar, they have covered seating, but then they have something that's, that I just, we have to talk about it because it was just a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, they have a container that they've converted into an air conditioned dining room.
0: Yeah. And this is not just a storage container that they put a wall unit into and through some dirty something chairs like down. Do. Like, <laughs> and this was like a full built out, nice looking dining room that is it was a hundred and something degrees when we were there, and so we walk into it and it was like, ah, oh. yeah, it was it was like an oasis going in there, and it was just it was a really really cool setup. I've never seen it for a for a food truck setup like that, and and it was really really cool to see. And so, uh, um, and you know, thank you Jaime for showing us around out there. Uh, it was cool to get to see it, and then we uh, we got to have their menu, which is not your staple. You know, brisket, rib, sausage, to right. me, plate sort of thing. It's composed. Kind of called
1: it like a a fun menu of yeah. barbecue. You know, it it they're they're legitimately created. It's not just some some crazy contraption. Oh yeah, they're doing the house made sausages
0: there. Yeah. I mean, they're they're doing the barbecue well, but they're not just serving it in the straightforward format. Right. Um The thing that we tried was the sausage Sunday, which is a house made jalapeno cheese link that's sliced lengthwise and kind of split like a like the bananas on a banana split. And then you've got three different components in the middle of that. You've got mac and cheese, you've got potato salad, and then, Brian, your favorite part.
1: Yeah, this was carnitas-style pulled pork. And so it's, it's pulled pork, but it's it's griddled, so you have kind of that crispiness of carnitas. And um, it, it was just it was just really good. There was some sauce spread on it. Um, it, it you know, Jaime, Jaime said, look, it's a two-meat plate, just in a different format, which is a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but, but in reality, just the way it's served makes it a lot of fun. It really does.
0: Right. And a lot of things on their menu are very geared for what they're trying to be a, like you said, a kind of a food truck park slash bar sort of scene. They're open late at night. These are great late night having a couple of beer dishes too. They're doing smash burgers and those, and those types of things too, but really, really enjoyed that visit over at, uh, at Smoke Crafters. Um, and from there we, uh, we took a break from barbecue and tacos for a minute and we went to, uh. Joel and Jesse Garcia's latest concept, uh, they have, uh, if you don't know them from Teddy's Barbecue, um, their Texas Monthly Top 50 joint, all of that great stuff in Westlaco, and now in McAllen, they have opened in a food truck park, uh, not food truck, I'm sorry, food hall, um, an outpost called Jolene's, which is focused more on southern food. There's a little bit of barbecue options there, um, you know, but they're doing like fried ribs. They've got pimento cheese grits, collard greens on the menu chicken sandwiches on the menu. Um, but the thing that we were there for on this day was the smash burger.
1: Yes. And you know, um, the, the food hall is really cool, really innovative. Um, and again, it, it's just a very different format. Uh, the smash burger burger was, uh, akashi, um, Akawashi.
0: Yeah.
1: See, well, cause I used to say it wrong all the time and I was, yeah, but, but it's akashi, beef, and it's served in, in a nice smash burger format, you know, which to me, let's describe what I think smash burger is. Andrew, you can describe what you think. Smash burger. To me, number one, they smash the burger while it's on the grill. But the magic comes in from um, kind of griddling the, the burger edges and those edges get kind of crispy and you get the texture from it. To me, that's a smash burger.
0: Yeah. You okay. got it. <laughs> Ding, Ding. I got it. Yeah.
1: Um, but, but a really, really good bite.
0: Yep. And, and our next stop was, uh, Chris, it's a little hard to get to you. Uh, so Heiko Barbecue Company, a um, place we've been trying to get to a couple of times. Last trip down here, we unfortunately got there right after they sold out, and so we wanted to make sure we got down there this time. Um, and right as we were going down there, we find out that Chris is just starting a new venture, and so he wasn't serving that day. But what, they, what he was doing is he was training his staff on producing the new brunch dishes for this, for this new partnership he's doing. Um, and so he invited us to come over there and, and try out some of the brunch dishes, which, of course, we were appreciative of because we really wanted to try his food, and, and we loved brunch.
1: And we had kind of Central Texas-style barbecue. We had kind of this fun uh, uh, barbecue, and now we had brunch. And it was, of course, not brunch time, but... Um, <laughs> but that's okay. We didn't care. Yeah. The, the thing that was most memorable to me, um, you know, I, I have to call out how the eggs were cooked, so to me brunch when you have when you have fried eggs with brunch you want a little bit of runniness you don't want them to be soft soft fried you don't want them to be hard fried these were to me cooked right in that perfect medium spot that i like
0: yeah and he had he he served us two different tacos one was a a pork belly taco with a chorizo refried bean um, with you know sliced pork belly on on top, or griddled pork yeah, belly, yeah, it was crispy. Kind of pork crispy belly. It
1: wasn't. I, I didn't want to use the word crispy pork belly, but because because to me that's a different. Yeah, it, was I mean, it wasn't crisp- like a fried pork belly right. or that.
0: But but right. yeah, there was a there was a good sear on it. Let's yeah. put it that way. Um, and then and then yeah, the nicely fried egg on top, and then they had some salsa options if you wanted to top it with some salsa. Um, but and, then, but then well, oh, <laughs> yeah. and a brisket one of course as well with yes. the exact same accompaniments. Um, but then uh, he brought the chilaquiles, which is. Tell him about Brian. Yeah, So
1: I I, I I got introduced to this not that long ago. I used to never get it. Um, and I'll give a shout out. He has no idea that he was the one that introduced this to me, by the way. Uh, but Frank Mancuso used to always post up his pictures of them. And uh, and I was like, wow. Well, so I started ordering them, and I, I really like it. Um, but they're served on a, on a bed of fried tortilla chips. Um, not like chips in a basket, but usually they're like little tortilla strips uh, fried on there. And then the meats are thrown on there and the egg is on top and then the sauce yeah
0: yeah And yeah. he was doing yeah, chris was doing his Heiko barbecue company um was doing their chilaquiles with barbacoa and the fried and you know and the nice fried egg on top and it was really really a good dish killer dish um so be on the lookout follow Heiko barbecue company his new venture is a partnership with 76 bar um, and it's uh he's gonna be certain a standard barbecue menu i think most days of the week but they are doing brunch so, uh, so make sure you're following along for that because uh, I think uh, I think he's going to be doing some really good stuff out there. So we were, we were getting really full. So we, you know when we told Chris ahead of time, like, we're not going to finish these plates. Like, we're, we'll take a couple of bites. We we'll want to try them, but there's no way we can finish these. Um, we wanted to save stomach space for a very – what we'll, we had high hopes for, and I think it even exceeded our expectations, um, Annalise Taqueria. Um, it's in Mission, Texas. You may have seen, uh, Jose Ralat has done, uh, has done some articles on them. Um, that was one of the places that, that our buddy Jorge had, uh, recommended to us. And, uh, if you haven't heard the story of, of Ana Pulido from Annalise Taqueria, please read it. Um, it's a great story of perseverance, of, of really wanting to, to open your place. And, you know, she, she'd gotten this culinary background, but she always wanted to, to come back and open her own place. And she did, um, and she's putting out just stellar, stellar tacos. Yeah,
1: and 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 nixtamalized tortillas. And so um, again, yeah, in house, in house. Yeah. yeah, and not everybody understands what this means. So in, instead of using a bagged masa, it, you're taking the fresh corn and you're boiling it up, and then you're creating the masa fresh, yeah. basically. Um, and it just it it transcends that that into a fresher overall bite yeah i mean the
0: whole menu is so super fresh i mean we can you know the the little tostadas that you're getting the little crunchies that you're getting for the six salsas that they bring to the table um you hear them frying as you you know as you're ordering and then everything is just being freshly made and the vampiro tostada that we had talk about oh my gosh that's that was one of those like yeah we're going to be talking about this for a while sort of sort of bites um it's a fresh fresh corn blue corn tostada um griddled cheese guacamole yeah
1: the griddled cheese with the 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 and of course it serves so fresh like yeah. the heat of the griddled cheese the the physical heat not the not the spice heat with the coolness and the cool flavor of yeah. the guacamole and then that crispy oh man that, yeah that with meat
0: and pico de gallo and it was just it was just such a just such a great great dish the
1: textures and, and that's the thing you know yeah as jaded as we wind up getting in the world but like it, it the flavors and the textures everything came together
0: yeah it was it was a great i mean we yeah. had we had three different tacos there it was just an awesome meal from end to end can't say enough good things about it wish we had uh, like we we literally want we're trying to figure out if there's a way we could eat there twice um but we just weren't able a little time wise we weren't able to do it but but yeah Annalise taqueria uh you are fantastic um so that was our last meal of the day then we recorded the wonderful roundtable with the Rio Grande Valley Pitmasters. Um, and then we, uh, we set sail for the, for the next day. Um, next day was another fun one. Brian, we started at uh, El Sancho.
1: Yeah, you know, um, we basically wound up a day at the end of the day with about 11 hours on just in, in the cities. <laughs> Not much of a drive. Uh, but we kicked it off. And, and what better way to kick off your first stop than with a biscuit. Um, so brisket on a biscuit with some raspberry chipotle jelly, um, just, it was just a great way to go. What, one of the things I liked too was like the, the sprinkles of the kosher salt on top of the biscuit. Um, again, talking about textures and flavors, um, just, it just really popped really well.
0: Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the really good jelly, uh, you know, that was with the biscuit, everything, you know, and the taco as well. I mean, Sancho was doing some great stuff, mesquite cooked brisket, um, which, I don't know if I'd want to eat 10 different stops that had mesquite cooked brisket, but I like having a couple of them in there. Right.
1: Well, and that, again, that's what's so nice. Like the restaurants here, they don't all use mesquite. Right. And so so far what you've heard, like all of these different places with different items um, was really good. We did we did get chastised um, for not ordering like the whole menu, but we tried to explain we're doing nine stops that day. That right. First yeah, of I mean, nine stops.
0: trust me guys. If if you don't think we're ordering enough at your barbecue place, it is not because we don't want to be ordering more. I promise you that. Um, it's you know we we try to support as many places, many small businesses as we can. Um, but on you know an unfortunate side effect of that is we can't order the whole menu every place we go to. Number one, we can't afford to. Um, but number two, we just can't eat that much food. We eat more than any human should, but we still can't eat that much food.
1: We'll see what my doctor says about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we uh, we we left El Sancho, and then it was time for uh, for a couple of different stops. Um, We went to uh, Miss G's, Brian.
1: Yeah, Miss G's. um, You know, kind of your your what you would think, what I would think, would be a typical uh, taqueria here in town. You know, an older building, but not super old. Um, very tiny place, you know. Had a drive-through and, yeah, and like super tiny. Like I don't think it had any chairs inside. Everything no, was to was go. No, two, two
0: yeah. little benches outside, yeah. and that was it.
1: And um, the the stand there um, absolutely was the Carnegie asada. Yeah. Um, it was. And and go look on our Twitter and our Instagram. It's just this this the color of it, um, just this beautiful dark brown, very rich, luscious flavor. Um, you know, we, we get a lot that just kind of like this grayish Brown. This is, this is a nice deep
0: Brown. Yeah, it was, it was a great, great taco. Um, we, uh, we, we thoroughly enjoyed that stop. It's a place that has a lot of history, which, you know, we're geeks for history about when, especially when it comes to food. Um, and then we got to go to a place with even more history. And this was a, uh, this was a special, special stop. Um, El Posito.
1: Yeah, you know this. The, everything about this was was freaking crazy, <laughs> um, and that's what that's what we love about it. So, um, number one, you don't go in through what would seem to be the main entrance. Um, is the main entrance ever open? I don't think so. Okay, and that's what's really bizarre. Yeah. So, like, there's doors with a name on it, and I peeked in, and there's chairs and tables, but that's not what you do. And this is on the, on like a, a a main strip, and every other place on this main strip is a bar. We saw like two shot bars, lots of nightclubs. I think there are some other shooting that happens there often. Um, looks like at night it gets to be a very wild, rambunctious place. But what you do, and there's no signs that tell you how to do this either. Um, what you do is you literally walk around to the back and you go through the, the alley and you just walk down the alley. And like there's no signs, you know, and you walk down the alley and you come upon a very faded out sign that says uh, the tort- Tortilleria Factory, or does it just say I can't even read this name? <laughs> it's
0: um, it's this place has been open for 110 years, folks. I and mean, You're talking about the early 1900s. I don't want to call it the Smitties of tacaria's, but that's kind of if you want to call, kind of get a bar- barbecue a equivalent. Good, yeah, that's yeah. probably about as, as good as I can do.
1: Except for the foods, like the foods, just on this other level. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know nothing. Not knocking Smitties, but I'm just saying like. Yes. Like,
0: so, so, yeah, we, we walk through the door and there's there's these women cooking and making tortillas and rolling out dough. And I mean, it's just it's amazing to walk into and, and just to just to think about how long this setup has been and how long the you know, how long these people might have been doing it or, or maybe their families have been doing it. And it's just it's amazing. Again, you know, in-house made nixtamalized tortillas, um, they're specialized the thing they specialize in is gorditas with the uh with the nixtamalized corn dough. Um and good lord, we ordered two of those. Um uh, one with like carne $3 a piece, right? Yeah, one yeah. Yeah, yeah, one with carne asada, <laughs> one with barbacoa. Three of those. $3 or two of those, $3 a piece. Oh my god. Um so so a couple of minutes after we order and then you know they come out we pay we and then we're like well let's just walk back around the corner and go sit on a park bench and and, there's no place to eat them yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just go back you know go, go sit down and, and enjoy the morning and, and eat these and just amazing just fantastic I mean incredibly fresh incredibly flavorful you know we we are even and I I won't even say we're joking because I think we're pretty serious about it we're talking about our next trip down there just going there getting like a dozen of those not filled with meat just just getting the gorditas and taking them and and making barbecue meals out of just them, just like skipping along the road <laughs> as we're going and like
1: fill these up with meat you I know mean, j- um, yeah. just
0: an amazing experience yeah. but
1: just yeah i mean and they were just the crispiness on the outside and and the taste on the inside of of the gordita itself. yeah we yeah. were
0: we were geeking out about it i know this is a barbecue show deal with it it was delicious uh, yeah, it was one of the more memorable things we ate.
1: And speaking of barbecue, so our next stop was barbecue. And again, once again, very different food than we had anywhere else. Yep. So we pulled up. We've been there once before. Um, when we pulled up, the pits were running. We could smell the smoke wafting out in the parking lot. And so just we're just kind of like drawn in like the Pied Piper. Um, but T-Ghost Barbecue.
0: Yeah. T-Ghost over in Westlaco. Um, he's he's cooking with some mesquite. Again, this is another mesquite stop. But he's doing some different things. Um, he's very known for his barbacoa that he serves on Sunday mornings. Um, but he's also doing some, some creative stuff. And we were lucky enough to be there on a day where he was doing something really cool. And uh, let's talk about those fried ribs.
1: Yeah, so, so flash-fried pork ribs, not, not battered and deep-fried. Um, obviously, they're fried with oil, but they're flash-fried, so they have a crispy bite to them. And, um, and then they, they also, they were buffalo sauce. So they were glazed in buffalo sauce. Not really glazed, but like dipped, coated, coated, coated Coated in buffalo sauce and then served obviously with a ranch dressing.
0: Yeah, it was really good, really creative, Um, enjoyed the heck out of them. He was also doing, he's doing mesquite smoked chicken with a garlic Parmesan butter, which we had um, some uh, Mexican street corn and uh, something that's very traditional down here that you guys may or may not be familiar with. And that's fideo. Um, which his is a brisket fideo, which fideo is, I, I think he described it as uh, Josh from Tigos described it as kind of a Mexican spaghetti soup. <laughs> yeah,
1: that that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, but it's it's I mean
0: it's very like small, almost long grain rice size pasta. If you're not familiar with fideo, that's cooked in kind of, it cooked in chicken stock or beef beef stock. Um, it's very hearty, very rich. And then he's putting some chopped up brisket in it too, so it was uh it was cool to get it's a to really try. good bite. Yeah, and I it don't
1: is. know if I've ever had fideo before. I'm I not sure. No, I certainly haven't had it at a well, barbecue place. It, well, and I hadn't had it this good, so it, whether it was or not, but um, it's definitely an option to try. And again, unique and different uh, from places else that you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, and then we went to another stop that we've been to before, and a Texas Monthly Top 50 joint.
0: Yep, and that is good old Teddy's Barbecue. You know, Joel and Jesse Garcia. you know, open the place to, to great acclaim. They both had really good cooking backgrounds prior to, to coming home and opening Teddy's and Teddy's lived up to, to everything that you thought it would be when they were opening it. Um, very deserving Texas monthly top 50 place. Uh, we got the, you know, the staple items, of course, the brisket, ribs, the sausage. Um, we got to meet our buddy, Robert Salazar there. Um, shout out to Robert who some of this, uh, delicious bourbon we're drinking on this episode was provided by Robert. Thank you, Robert. Um, now, he uh, he helped us out big time last year, helped us sneak into Teddy's to get our order done when we were doing our list, um, and then, yeah, was kind enough to meet us there today. And uh, Robert ordered the chicken, which I'm re- really glad he did because we just, we didn't have the stomach space to, to order it ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah, the chicken, chicken skin uh, was just to perfection there. And um, the, even the coating of the seasoning on the chicken, I liked how well it was distributed across there. Yeah. Um, really good bites. But, of course, the brisket. And and we were lucky enough to get some of the the quote unquote burn ends of the brisket, not burn in style, but just those edges of the of yeah. the fatty brisket. I love that.
0: Yeah, we got, we got a couple of port belly burn in yeah, bites, which belly, were really good. Yeah. You know, and then the uh, we we can't not talk about that brisket fat tortilla, of course. Yes.
1: You know, and and they kept <laughs> they kept getting upset again in other places. Like, <laughs> how come you're not ordering more? How come you're not eating a lot of these? And we're like, look, you we know, want we, to we we love to, but. Um, it's it's also over a hundred degrees and uh, outside, <laughs> and so it's also a hard thing. But th- that brisket fat tortilla, nicely freshly made, was really good. Yeah,
0: too. yeah. Just putting a little bit of brisket in there and, and just having a nice little bite with it, it was it was great. Teddy's Teddy's is well worth the trip. I mean, that all the barbecue joints that we had on this trip, it was uh, it was just so exciting, so exciting to see this scene growing. I mean. You, you didn't have this down here five years ago. You had you know, Smoking Oak in Mercedes, which made the list in 2017, and we had a good visit when we went down there in 2017. And then, of course, Vera's, you know, Vera's, Vera's backyard yeah. barbecue I and mean, Rio Grande
1: Rio Grande Grill, yeah, which, yeah, but you know, which is no longer open, way, but right.
0: but yeah, now now you've got this pocket of six or seven different barbecue establishments around the Rio Grande Valley that are all serving different and good barbecue. You know, it's so much fun. Just uh, we, we won't go through stop by stop, but after we left Teddy's, we had rutledge burger stand we have to say rather yeah it's four foot wide and
1: like 50 feet long that's the entire restaurant
0: yeah it was it was a it was a burger stand that was in an alley and they've been open for 100 years um it's now they're now kind of covered the alley and turned it into a i don't even i don't know if you call it a restaurant but uh but they've got a couple of tiny tiny tables in there uh but it was cool and it's super cheap uh we're talking two dollar hamburgers um but we, uh, we enjoyed that stop. And then we uh, we spent the rest of the day eating tacos and looking at spaceships. Uh, so we went to and Freddy uh, Fender. And Freddy Fender's grave and a bunch of other stuff and bourbon hunting. Yeah. Um, we went to Tacos El Compadre in, in Brownsville and got some Tacos Dorados and some very much needed watermelon agua fresca, um, which is great on a hundred and something degree day. Uh, tacos Pikachu, uh, which is kind of a play on uh, Pokemon, I guess. A food truck in Brownsville that was doing uh, tacos. And then uh, Taqueria El Ultimo was our last stop of the day, food-wise, where we got just a smattering of different tacos and beans. Really really, good,
1: really good bite today. Yeah, 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 Yeah.
0: really good food. And then in between, we went to SpaceX and looked at all the ships that Elon's building to eject from the planet. Um, So that was was our Rio Grande Valley trip, guys. It was, uh, and then, oh, sorry, I should say, the next day, which hasn't happened yet, but it will happen, God willing, um, we're going to Vera's in the morning. And having our usual delicious spread there, I hope. Uh, And then going to. Are you eating the ojos? We did it last time. I need to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) um, We'll go to Sylvia's, which is a very well known taco place right down the road from from Vera's. And then we will stop at Butters as our last stop of the trip. Um, It's pretty much on our way back home, and Butters is great. So we're looking forward to that stop as well. Um, but yeah, just a really great trip. So so happy to see this scene growing here. Yeah,
1: I mean, we really want people to to come down here and explore. Um, there's so much to do and see. I mean, there's a zoo here. We're actually right next to the to the zoo here. We're just not going to have a chance to go. Um, and of course, South Padre Island. You've got the white sand beaches of Texas. I don't. Have you been to South Padre, Andrew?
0: Years ago, when I was much yeah. younger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm a little too old now. I, <laughs> like, they might try to keep pushing me back in the water if I'm out there. Um, but but it's it, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot to see here. You can and definitely you need to spend a weekend yes. so that you can explore. Some of these restaurants are open at night. Some of these restaurants are open in in the daytime and sell out. Um, and that's also what's great. I know not everybody has the agenda like we do, um, but come down and try a few of these places yep. um, and, and see the variety of what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's kind of leads us into one of the things, you know, the key things we wanted to discuss in this episode. And, uh, and let's, let's pause right here. Cause I think, uh, I think we need to talk about a sponsor.
1: Yeah. You know um, we, we were looking for a long time at, pit makers and grills and especially somebody that made pellet grills and we we were very very picky and and andrew and i argued a lot about pellets and um you know who who we would want to have as a sponsor and pits and spits was one that we talked about and talked about and we finally finally got to go meet them and uh we had such a great conversation they wanted to to sponsor the show and we're very happy to welcome them as a sponsor
0: yeah absolutely i mean we we understand the whole it's got to be it's got to be cooked with wood it's got to be offset it's got to be this it's got to be that we get it uh, but we also know there's a whole market of people that don't have the time to dedicate to that you know you may not have time to spend 12 hours 14 hours however long it takes to get that brisket finished babying a fire in a small pit you know pellet grills are a great alternative and one of the, one of the ones that i really want to highlight is the hybrid pit that Pits and spits is doing where it's a combination offset and pellet grill which kind of gives you, if you're really skeptical on the whole pellet scene, and and I understand it, but take a look at what Pits and Spits is doing. They've they've kind of revolutionized what pits, you know, what pellet grills can be. It's not just the you know quote unquote set it and forget it. They have a great feature on you know, on their grills now where you can set the temperature to a resting temperature the meat temperature, based right. on them yes. based on the temperature of the meat it's a fantastic feature and it's just one of many features that pits right. and, has on and pits. the other
1: thing that i was really impressed with is the controller so i'm kind of a nerdy guy um, and i did a little bit of research before we talked to them they use roanoke controllers one of the best in the business um, really sturdy units um, and just and, and again they make full-on offsets they make a backyard offset yep. pit um, and you can customize them. They have one that has a higher top, so you can actually add in an extra rack, which is a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Um, but you're not. But but you're getting a curvature at the top, so you're getting some still good some smoke flow in there as well.
0: Yeah, and we talk about direct heat all the time. They've got direct heat pits as well. You know that you can cook anything from fajitas to chicken on to pork steaks. Our favorite thing to talk about. You know, there's there's so many different options of pits that you can get from pits and spits. Take a look at their website. Trailer pits, too. Yes. They have everything from backyard to trailers to competition pits. There's something for everybody at Pits and Spits. So check it out. PitsandSpits.com slash tails. That's pits with two T's, spits with two T's. PitsandSpits.com slash tails. Use promo code tails when you check out for a free spice pack with your order of $500 or more.
1: Make sure you tell them also that you heard about it on our show. Um, if you're just checking out pits and you're asking for quotes or whatnot, same thing, tell them about where you heard about it. It helps us. It helps them. It helps you. It helps everybody. And we just have a good time. All
0: right. Well, let's let, let's get into the, uh, the meat of this topic, I mean, it's something that it's uh, everyone's talking about. Whether you're a barbecue joint owner, whether you're a customer, all
1: those rich barbecue joint owners, and yeah, jetski, the, the, yeah, and the, they're all yachts, in their
0: mansions yachts. and yeah. yeah, you know, they're just twirling their mustaches and swimming like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <Aww. Yeah.
1: laughs> you know, yes, no. The 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 thing about it is, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, costs have gone up. All of the costs has gone up, and, and they've had to raise their prices, and it, it's just. It is what it is, right? It's it's not going to change overnight. Um, some of the prices are going to take some time to go down. We're never going to get back to ten dollars a pound quality brisket. I mean,
0: that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, that I was mean, those a thing once. Yeah, those days are over, guys. They're they're just. It, I mean, it's they're, hilarious
1: when we look at some of these like menus from restaurants. You know, fourteen dollars a pound right. um, for top tier, number one places. It, we're never. We may. Get, and we're going to come down a little bit, but we're not going to get back to fourteen dollars. Right?
0: Yeah, and, and and when we talk about it's going to come down, it's going to come down when so many other factors go away. This is not there, there's no pitmaster conference call they have every month where they say what what are we <laughs> going to charge customers for brisket this month? How oh, much
1: can we squeeze them for? Right, you're right.
0: <laughs> All of this is dependent on so many different factors, whether that's beef prices, the cost of hiring employees now is more than it was a few years ago. This is an industry that's changing. Yeah, I
1: mean, literally, think of one thing that hasn't increased substantially that impacts their product. Absolutely. It's nothing. Everything's gone up.
0: Absolutely. And, and we understand it because you know, we know enough people in the industry, and we've had a lot of these conversations off the air.
1: We don't like paying more. God, no. <laughs> you know, we, we only have a budget of so much. Um, so what we're going to talk about are some things that you can do as a consumer— to keep the price of your meals down while still supporting barbecue joints. Because one of the things that, as we've talked to people, you know, we, we hear them, you know, well, I just can't afford barbecue anymore. And so then they're not supporting the barbecue joints. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that you continue to support your barbecue joint, that you're out there doing that. But but we understand that you're not going broke like some people are.
0: Yeah. And so there, there are ways to do it. There are ways to find affordable menu items and, and things that give you a little bit more bang for your buck. Look, we wish we could eat as much barbecue as we did last year. Well, maybe not as much as we ate last year, <laughs> but we wish we could eat it more. But We just can't.
1: So, you know, again, not going broke, eating good barbecue, still supporting your restaurants. Let's go through a few tips.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first and foremost, one of the biggest tips we can give anybody that wants to support barbecue but can't afford some of the high, high-priced items don't order the high high price items. We understand that everyone loves brisket. Everyone's been told that brisket is king, brisket is the best, brisket's what you have to order. But says who? I mean, really. Well,
1: what is barbecue? Right. I mean, barbecue is not brisket. Yeah. Brisket is barbecue, but barbecue is not brisket.
0: Yeah. And so you don't have to always order the brisket. You know, there's there's different items you can order whether that's a composed sandwich or a composed dish. Or, or a, a poultry item is usually a, a cheaper I was option. Say
1: chicken, yeah. I mean, you can get half chickens at a lot of these places, and that's a lot of food. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, uh, you know, you can get sandwiches, and not just regular sandwiches. You can get custom sandwiches. I mean, the pastrami's. Um, yeah. Those are always good ones. Lots of places are doing pastrami. Yeah. Sandwiches.
0: I My, your Brotherton's Black Iron is a great example of the you know the different sandwiches that that they're doing out there. You know, so so find those things on the menu that that aren't going to break your bank. You know, brisket is always going to be the worst of those.
1: And, and another one is sausage. You know, you can get a sausage wrap. Um, I went to Southside Market, and I mean, it was, it was great. I got a half a pound of sausage, and like, they gave me like four slices of bread. I only wanted a couple. <laughs> uh, but it, made, it was a big meal for that. And check their meat options to go. So a lot of barbecue joints now are selling chilled meats, vacuum-packed chilled meats. And those are a great way to bring some home, and you can make multiple meals out of those.
0: Yeah, and, and when you find those restaurants, those barbecue restaurants that have like huge expanded menus, find one of those like not traditional barbecue items. I know Coorscrew is doing salads and stuff. Like, get a salad if you. I mean, I know it sounds weird. We're on a barbecue podcast, telling you get a salad, but yeah, well, we need a salad. Well, yeah, God knows we do. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, find those things that give you some value on a menu, and whether that's a composed dish or a salad or what have you. And
1: even if you want to go and just have dessert, like how many barbecue joints now are doing absolutely quality desserts? Yep. You can go and, and have a treat and you're going to have a couple of desserts and a couple of drinks. Some places are selling alcoholic drinks too. Yeah. Um, but you can have a couple of desserts. And I mean, there's, there's like 80, way more than 10 that have. Delicious desserts.
0: Yeah, I mean, walk, know. go and walk into Miller's in Belton, and take a look at that pastry counter, and tell me you're not walking out of there with something,
1: right? You yeah. know, and so, so, there's those those options as well. Um, you know, ordering a drink with your meal can help if you if you uh, if you're getting just a very small meal. Uh, but there's lots of ways in that that food that you can get and the way that you can eat it. Um, the other one is is going for dinner instead of lunch.
0: Yeah, that that's a big thing because. A lot of people look at the they have a certain mindset or an idea in their mind of what lunch should cost and with the cost of barbecue right now that's pretty much blown out of the water most people don't go to a barbecue joint expecting you know to spend 30 40 50 on lunch you you might go to dinner and not bat an eye at spending that much money it might seem a lot more plausible to you to do that
1: it's more of an event then too right it's like a date night you know like um and and there's lots of places that are serving you know, dinner barbecue. Check the check the hours, you know, and make sure. Regals and Katie is one that you can go grab dinner in Houston area. There's more, but I'm just we're just naming two yeah, on, one. Yeah,
0: Joe's in Dallas is another one. I mean, there's there's a lot of places, a lot more places than ever were before. You know, have been in recent years that are serving dinner menus now. So, or not dinner menus, but serving into dinner now.
1: And and one other item um, that's not brisket that really a couple of years ago, I don't know if. I mean, very very few barbecue joints were doing it um some barbecue joints started doing it i know daniel vaughn talked about it um and now like i'd say there's more barbecue joints doing it than not doing it burgers
0: yeah yeah burgers have become a really really big thing in barbecue um and guess what guys most of them are made with brisket trim so if you feel like you just have to get brisket get a burger you're still getting brisket
1: some places are are smoking the brisket a little bit and finishing it on a flat top some are just using the brisket grind Um, But I've had some phenomenal ones. I I do have to give a shout-out to Hellberg. We also bought a four-pack of chilled burgers to go and cooked them at the house, and and they were great flavor. They had the brisket flavor in them. I mean, it was was a great way to eat it. Um, But many, many barbecue joints are doing burgers, and they're doing, like, custom burgers – I think uh, the Tay House Burger Joint, which is its own standing burger joint, Yeah. Uh, I think they're still doing it, but they were making their own house-made bacon for their bacon burgers. I mean, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you can get those things, if you can get a burger at some place and get a composed dish, Blood Brothers is another one. If you do want to talk about specials and composed dishes, you know, I hardly ever go to Blood Brothers and just order, like, a half pound of brisket, a half pound of ribs. Like, I'd much rather go there and order their specials because they're always different. Every uh, Literally every day you go there, they're they've got a different menu of specials. You know, so places like that are really fun for the consumer to be able to to get something that's not just sliced meats on a tray that's that's costing them so much money and you know and and cutting on the profit margin of the business too.
1: And and let's talk about the sleeper on most barbecue joint menus, turkey. So every time I've ever served turkey to people that didn't have it um, from a barbecue perspective, and I, and I've helped out with caterings and some other things, most people associate or associate turkey with thanksgiving turkey with dry turkey with oven turkey um you know of course some people are doing fried turkeys but but anyway most barbecue turkey is this juicy delicious morsel that has nothing to do with thanksgiving
0: yeah yeah i mean everyone thinks that you know yeah we all have this mindset of what turkey is because we all ate pretty much the same turkey growing up which was you know once a year on thanksgiving Um, But, yeah, barbecue turkey is a totally different thing, you know, and it's done well. um, And it's, again, a more cost-effective thing for the consumer. And guess what? It helps the barbecue joint out, out too, because the more non-brisket they have to sell, the the better their chances are of turning a higher profit, because brisket is a loss leader right now with how much it's costing them to source, produce final product on the table. I mean, it's just, it's it, it's tough for everybody right now. It's tough for the consumer. Trust me, we understand that, we spend the money, and but it's also very, very tough for the barbecue joints. And it's, I, I know- They
1: need you to continue to support them. Yes. And, and again, if you're gonna go and you're gonna have a smaller meal or a smaller bite, that's okay, but just make sure you keep going.
0: Right, and and, and one thing, and we we've talked about this probably since day one of the show, one thing that we've tried to, to pound into any friend's head or anyone that's talked to us about barbecue is understand how to order barbecue. And, and I know that sounds weird to say, and if you're listening to the show, hopefully you've got a better than average understanding, but we, want to, we just want to reiterate it again. Understand how to order a barbecue. Understand what a realistic amount of food you need is, especially with how rich barbecue is. You, know, you may you may look at two slices of brisket on a tray and be like, oh, only two slices. Eat those two and tell me how you feel afterwards.
1: Yeah, our, our infamous time, we asked for one slice of brisket <laughs> at a particular restaurant. Um, and they looked at how big we were, I think, too. Um, but it was it was over a half pound for one slice of
0: brisket. Yeah, it was a big, yeah. thick slice. And, we were, and this was one of our, like, stupid, like, eight-stop runs or whatever. And so, yeah, we really just wanted one slice. And it ended up with, like, half a pound of meat sitting on the tray. And, yeah, we were like, oh. Crap. We should have specified weight. Yeah. So so yes, please consider that. The last thing you want to do is feel like you got overcharged. Like, oh, I only ordered three slices of this and it was thirty-five dollars. Well yeah, your your three slices were over a pound. You know, so think about that. Make sure you're ordering only what you need. You know, you don't need ten pounds of brisket for four people. You know, you, you just don't need it. So find those things that have value for you that aren't gonna kill your bank. You know, find those, you know, order what you need, find those specials on the menu, find the burgers on the menu, the different items that are going to give you value and and introduce you to something new you may not even know you like. And and
1: one easy way to support your local barbecue restaurant is at your local grocery store. Um, Some of them, some of the sauces are there. Uh, You know, Gabrick Barbecue has sauce at, at some of the stores and rubs, you know, Goldie's and Zavala's. Um, I know Killen's had, had rub on the... on the, They had the salt and pepper mix. I mean, those are in your grocery store. House.
0: Right. Well, I, although I will say, if you can get it directly from the restaurant... That's much better. That's much better. Yes. Yeah. If you can get anything you can get directly from the restaurant, always going to put more money in their pocket. But yes, anything that you can do to support the barbecue joints, they appreciate it. They're all... Uh, trust me, they're not working any less hard than they were when brisket was 20 a pound. They're probably working twice as hard because the you know because of labor shortages and all the other things that are going on in the world right now but keep it in mind we understand it's a tough time for everybody and and it just one thing we'll say to the barbecue joints too guess there are some not very nice customers that are going to say some very not nice things but there are also customers that are struggling too
1: they're really struggling yeah you know, mm.
0: the the cost of living has gone up for everybody in this country right now it's really expensive um, and and unfortunately there are plenty of companies that you know that you know they have not passed on that cost of living raise to the to the employee and so while everything might be costing you eight percent more whatever the number is your salary might not be reflective with that and so everybody's struggling right now so if you see someone that's not supporting as much as they used to try not to take it personally all the time it, you know it may be that they just can't
1: Right, and and not everybody, you know, especially things like uh, multi-stop barbecue trips, and th- that's probably cut way down on most people. We've had to cut it down. Yep, I mean, we've had to cut down that a lot. Where we used to just pick any random weekend and go, go, go. Right. Um, now we have to budget more for that, and everybody does. So hang in there. Let's all get through this. Let's all get on the better side of this, um, you know. But gasoline's not going to get to twenty-five cents a gallon. <laughs> you know, brisket's not going to get to ten dollars a pound. Um, let's just live through it, but you know, be more judicious in what you order and how you order. But you can still support. Go. Th- that's the thing they really need is the traffic and the sales. You know, if you're not buying a hundred dollars worth of barbecue, but you're buying fifty dollars worth of barbecue, you're buying twenty dollars. If it's a place that does a three meat plate, you know, you're buying twenty dollars worth of barbecue. Every little bit helps.
0: Right. Be uh, nice. Post about it. Say nice things. Yeah. You know, like you know. That. Oh
1: yeah. Let's let's jump into that. And, and again, people on the show, I'm sure you. Know this. If you have a problem with your order, if you're not happy with your order, if you don't think the food is up to par, let the restaurant know why you're there.
0: Yes, please. They,
1: they will do what they can to make it right. So many times we see people eat, leave, post. Not, not so many times, but we've seen it. People eat, leave, post, and we know the restaurant owner, and they said, if the guy would have told me, the gal would have told me, I, I, I would have made sure it was right. Right. You know, people make mistakes, too. Legitimately, um, people make mistakes. And maybe your order is wrong. You know, maybe you ordered lean and you got fatty. Maybe you ordered fatty and you got lean. Um, you know, it certainly helps to know what you're ordering. Don't just randomly order and hope you're going to get it. But if you have a problem with your order, talk to the restaurant owner. And understand that people make mistakes. You know, don't yell at them. Um, and and the great restaurant owners will make it right.
0: Yeah, just uh, be nice to each other, folks. Barbecue's fun. Barbecue's awesome. Most of the people that are cooking it are really hardworking, dedicated, awesome people. Most of the people that are walking through the doors of your restaurants are also hardworking, dedicated, cool people. Every once in a while, you're gonna find a turd. Let's uh, let's just try to deal with them as best we can. But uh, but yeah, again, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. On that note. On that note. <laughs> it's. That's a good note to end on it, yeah. Danny. Oh, no, but no, seriously, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. For supporting our sponsors, which is the best way you can support our show, is is showing love for the for the people that are helping us produce this show. Uh, so, thank you and for we that. Use the word "produce" lightly. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, sounds pretty good in this I one.
1: Say, yeah, we're getting better. <laughs> and, and and again, if you want to hear a topic on the show, let us know. Um, if you're not happy with the show, well, you know, don't let us know. No, but honestly, too, is if you have if you have a if you have something about if something to say about something we've said or you disagree, you know, we're we're out there on social media. Yeah, you know, yeah, reach out us to us, anytime. let us know. But if you want to have a topic brought up on the show, that's our some of our best episodes. are shows that the listeners have said, hey, can you do a show on this or ask this question? Right. If you have a burning question, burning desire, one hundred percent, let us know. This is all interactive. Let's go have some good fun. See you out on the barbecue trail.